Hey, 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 you're listening to MMA and Beyond. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, everybody who's participating with the show. Thank you for so much email we get. And for everyone, we've got, we are starting to get a good amount of five-star ratings on iTunes. People talking about the show. I go to the gym. I go to several gyms. And even I participated in a tournament uh, this past weekend. The, the guy who checked me in as I handed my driver's license said, I don't need your license, brother. I love you and I love the show. Big stuff. Big stuff. Huge. Speaking, speaking of, of Hollywood celebs, speaking of Hollywood yeah. celebs, we got the great Ray Longo in the house. Sir, what you got going on, buddy? Big stuff. Beautiful day today. And guys, look, if you want an intelligent podcast that's humorous, the intellect, you have intellectuals talking about MMA and beyond. And beyond Beyond, topics. This is a place. But uh, (laughs) beautiful day today. Had a good week. Uh, Got to see the final edit of uh, the movie I'm in called Love, Lies, and Larceny with uh, Eduardo Ballerini, and uh, it came out great. It got accepted to the L.A. Film Festival in July. That's awesome. Everybody in L.A. who's out there, hopefully you'll go see it. I'll start posting some stuff more, but I think it's in July somewhere, but it's good. And and also uh, the the guy that's in it, Eduardo Ballerini, has a movie coming out in July called Seven Splinters in Time. Uh, Everybody watch out for this movie, too. He's a great guy. Uh, I really love to see this guy do good. So it's a big thing. It's a... I think it'll be in movie theaters in July and uh, Seven Splinters in Time, and I'll keep you updated on that, too. Awesome. Uh, and don't forget, stuff. folks, if you're listening, uh, if you check out the the info of each episode, I put in whatever links we talk about. So if you missed that, you don't need to rewind or listen to exactly uh, what the link was. I'll make sure the link's in the info for the for the episode. We've got Ray Longo in studio. We've got Dr. Sherry. We've got Empty Resig. We got Tony Fight Shape Ricci. And of course, I'm Steve Maraboli. Make sure you tell everybody about our show. Here we go, folks. We've had we've had a busy UFC, Ray. We've talked about this before. I'm gonna talk about it again. What's happening with the UFC numbers keep getting low. We just had a stacked UFC 225. Yeah. A stacked UFC 225 and again, low numbers. LA Times arguing with the UFC lawyers. But they're not arguing about much. They're still in the low six figures. We're talking about around somewhere is being reported around a hundred and fifty thousand pay per view buys. I gotta buddy. tell you, either I'm missing something or this is je- definitely not a good sign. But what I don't get is too. Everybody's talking about this switching to an entertainment based model. Obviously, that's not working though. That's what I'm saying. Like they might be switching to an entertainment based model, but is that good? I mean. Unless there's numbers we don't know about, go back to the numbers that were drawing. You know what I mean? Like, whatever that was considered. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously not entertainment-based, but that just doesn't seem to be working. And they better start getting some, you know, with the hardcore fighters back in and, and really building that base because um, these numbers just seem... It's not good. It's just not good. Can I, mean, I, and a stacked can I just ask card a like question? That. Of course. Just, empty Resig no, on the mic. Course. You just can always quick, ask a quick question. question. Go ahead, yeah. Empty Resig. Just because uh, I'm just reading this. UFC numbers are reported at less than 150,000 pay-per-views through the LA Times. Correct. The UFC lawyers are disputing that, saying that listing 150,000 as the number of purchases for Saturday's event was a material misrepresentation of the actual buys and short by something in excess of six figures. So the the UFC lawyers 
are disputing that and saying that's a that's a that's a that's a material misrepresentation. Yes. The lawyers themselves for the UFC. That's what it reads. Wow. Talk about not putting out a statement. It, it's, what does that mean to you, though? I, it means that if, if I'm the attorneys, I'm not bashing my own company. Right. I'm not coming out and saying that's a material misrepresentation. They're my client. Why would I? No comment. That would be my no comment. comment. You know, it wouldn't be, right. oh, by the way, we're completely misrepresenting our numbers for advertisers, so come and investigate us. I mean, that just makes no sense. It, it, seem, it seems to me, and it makes me wonder about the next one where you have Stipe versus... Uh, 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 Cormier, and for me, I love that, and I'm gonna get that like I get every pay per view. But that's not a stacked card, yeah. I mean, it's not a stacked look, card. Look, I think for the hardcore fans, you know, if you even follow a boxing mo model, it's one fight, and then the, the undercard yeah. is whatever. Nobody's paying for the undercard, it's all Correct. for that main event. So, I think that was the model I thought they were shooting for, but I, I might be wrong with that. I don't think I'm. I think they I'm don't have fighters that now. carry it like that. But if they did, yeah. I think that's the way to go. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. They 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 can make some really good fights, and I don't know if it's the streaming thing or people are picking up these fights or they're, they're pirating it. But the numbers just, I mean, I don't know. Those million dollar paydays seem like they're up total thing of the past at this point and it's got to have them it's got to have them and them being the ufc it, it's got to have them not so much panicking yet but definitely somewhere in a the boardroom they're arguing about what's is it the entertainment model are we going back to a structure model the entertainment model maybe wasn't valid for them maybe it was more of a mcgregor rousey model right. and they they confused it for an entertainment model where you just happen to get these two icons around the same time and thought maybe you can switch to an entertainment model which doesn't seem to be working for bellator either right no bellator is not so doing so i think either. you're right right there has to be some sort of happy balance but they were doing well the ufc when they were doing it as a core athletic model and and the other thing is i mean the way the numbers are floating in like they were able to get a great deal from ESPN. That's, you know, now everybody knows what the numbers are. So that's that's what I'm saying. Are we missing something? Could they have gotten that deal based on the numbers we're getting? It doesn't seem to match up. You know I what think I mean? that so, ESPN was was uh, is looking for content. They're looking for content on their app. A lot of what's what the UFC deal is with the, with ESPN is on their app. It's it's ESPN was probably fixated on and enjoyed the numbers being told by the UFC for UFC Fight Pass. And I think that they're trying to jump on there. Will they have the same access to an archive? I don't know. But but these apps, what a lot of the cable companies are doing and a lot of app companies are doing, are jumping on, on this Netflix thing. Right. Netflix and Hulu, where people started canceling. These la past few years was the first time in a business model that people are canceling their cable subscriptions. And they're going straight with Netflix, Hulu, and these type of things saying, I don't really need this. I can stream my sports live from XYZ app. Crazy, yeah. And I think that ESPN is jumping on this because, yes, in, in the next several years, you're going to watch overall cable. You'll watch the cable companies, the adjustments they're going to make. I feel if I was in those boardrooms, I would tell them the adjustments they're going to make is an a la carte system. Instead of giving you a thousand channels of shit you don't watch, 
pick your favorite hundred channels, whatever, and, and then you pay your straight forty dollars a month, fifty dollars a month, or something like that. I think that's the way they're gonna go. It's the only way they're gonna stay viable. If if people in your boardrooms aren't telling you that cable companies, you're going down. I promise you, you're going down. The model is to pay ten dollars or so a month for a Netflix and a Hulu. I think, and that's and what I a think lot of people. So I think there was even a question where the guy was saying, "Look, I'm willing to pay twenty dollars a month." Uh, Give me the pay-per-views. Give me the yeah. fights, and don't don't charge me. Don't a la carte me. Don't don't hit yeah. me for seventy dollars to watch a to watch a one. I'm I'm interested in Stepe versus Daniel, right. and then the other ones are all right. The other ones all right, and we're watching that. They're not even getting a million ray on the free ones. Well, that that's why you know those numbers aren't far off because if you're doing five hundred thousand views on free TV. What do you think you're doing when you have to pay for yeah. it? Yeah. So and and not and I don't it's know not cheap. You know I don't know what is misrepresented. You know what they're talking about because based on the free numbers, which that's a number anybody could get. You know they're a private company. They could never. Well, I don't know. I guess are those pay per views? Are they? Is that public information? I don't know if it's public information, but I do know that there's a formula that they use that is pretty accurate for, right. for th that they exactly. use, and that's how they calculate that stuff. I don't think it's public information, but I think they're reported. And I know it takes a long time for those numbers to come in because they're coming in from all over the place. You know, I know because uh, and look, I I really want to see the pay per views do good because I got a couple of fighters that their their contract they have you know they get points on the pay per views. If the so. pay per views are great. We w we yeah. wouldn't be hearing from the UFC lawyers, and we I wouldn't be hearing. So, right. We wouldn't be digging this way. The UFC would gladly, you know, they'd be taking selfies right, with the right. with the pay per view exactly. results. Now, and Ray, if if you have a fighter that has a uh, gets a piece of points on the on the back end, right? Okay, does that fighter have the right to say, "Look, I don't want to fight on that card. I want to fight on this card." Definitely not. Okay. Yeah. No. So it's it's almost, and that's what McGregor always does. You know, that's why he says, you know, he says you just, you know, it's a red panty night or whatever because <laughs> right. he knows on his card, like if you can get on a McGregor card, you could be on You're the, you money. could be on the undercard. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you, you're getting eyeballs on that thing. So, you know, you got to remember Chris Ford Anderson Silva twice, and Anderson Silva was a huge draw. So. That was that was huge, you know. Belfort was a big draw. Machida was a big draw. Maybe not today, but back then, that was those were big big fights. You so know? what happens, you think? So, if, but I'm saying, if, like, so if you put like Chris on a card with Belfort and who else was on it? DC, Cormier. I mean, I was, you know, you're getting a lot of eyeballs on there. But I, I don't know why those days are gone. But it seems like uh, I, I don't know because some of the some of the fight cards I think are definitely worthy of it, but. They're just not doing the numbers. And some man. of the fights are amazing. Yeah. Dr. Sherry. I was going to say that, you know, once there's so much content out there, people start skipping sure. you know, some of the events. And once you start skipping some events, then I think that that becomes a pattern. In addition, m millennials don't seem to um, enjoy the sport as much, or right. at least that's the focus. So I think they, they need to uh, attempt to change the model, which is probably why they went to an entertainment model which is clearly not working, um, to try to draw a larger population. But the problem is if you don't, don't know, you know who the fighters are, um, they used to have the house and people kind of knew the story of everybody, and there were fewer events and everybody knew each fighter, it becomes an, uh, something that you want to watch because you become invested in the individuals. At this point, the, the, they have such a large group of fighters and, and they're fighting intermittently that you don't always know 
you know, who to follow or how. So there's Dr. Sherry saying millennials ruined everything. Yeah, it's basically, <laughs> well, millennials don't in, like to pay in, for in, anything. That's in general. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like look, we're always complaining there's too much, it's oversaturated, too many fights. Guess what? When there's a weekend with no fights, I'm freaking like, miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, where are the fights? <laughs> Give me the fights. Exactly. You know, who's complaining? You know what I mean? But that's the problem, you know, and... And I think even with Bellator, they're just too far and few in between. You can't even follow anybody because there's no advertising. They don't. No they, advertising. Do, they don't play those fights twice in a row. They should be flooding that that uh, Paramount that station with. I mean, like, one time and it's over. And 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 they do something that that I don't love either. Uh, Bellator, if they do go overseas, which they seem to have a great following overseas, which is great for them. However. The way that they transmit it to us here in the U.S. and we've got a good amount of people here in the U.S. as well. Um, they'll do it tape delay, which is in 2018 is insane. I mean, this is that's that's insane to ha to have fights earlier in the day to us and then not replay it as as though it was live at at 9 p.m. When you had the entire day and social media to just tell you what happened already, so numbers are going to go down there. With the UFC, uh, I do f I, I do feel like they are in a in a in a challenging situation where they're trying to produce an extreme amount of content. What they're selling is content, and so what I feel the UFC is able to sell to an ESPN and that kind of stuff is really professionally produced content. They have a system, they have a formula, they can get those numbers up. They're having a lot of UFCs. There's fight nights. There's the free nights. There's all these things, plus the number shows that they're able to deliver to an audience. And they have all the mechanism to do that. They go from city to city. They, they're able to set this all up. That's a godsend for ESPN, who's happily to, to invest in, in this and, and get some numbers. Consistent numbers is great. By the way, just to, to interject, the, the UFC attorney is not stating that it was less. He's stating that they were off the mark more which is smart so he's right. saying so he's saying the reverse basically saying you the numbers are great you missed the mark by a hundred thousand six yeah. figures well, above that, that, it. that was that was my point though. yeah I, that's i as i read it it read it that that he was he was disputing that it was oh it was no, less no, than, no no we didn't take it, it was like this that then. no i mean that would that would it, make e absolutely either way no it's sense, still horrible so it, yeah it, i'm just it, saying it, he could dispute it all he wants but if the free tv was right. five hundred thousand. You know it wasn't 500000 they paid for. And the I argument mean, you're making is, oh, it wasn't horrible. It's just bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's either way. Uh, for us, I'm watching. But for a business model, it's, it, it is something to, uh, uh, to, to think about. We have UFC uh, Fight Night Singapore coming up. Who we got over there, Ray? Oh, man, Suzaki. Suzaki. Bring, bring Such a, a nice guy, man. Awesome dude, man. I wish him the best of luck. I wish I could have went. Too much stuff going on. That trip would have killed me with uh with the schedule I have. So I put uh, I sent Aljamain Sterling, who I think is a really like a great corner guy. He just cornered a couple of fighters in Pennsylvania. They all won. Aljo will teach won. a class in the plane on the way there. Aljo's phenomenal. How I think cool he's got a great guy? great fight IQ, especially when cornering. He gives great advice, and he does. Uh, Suzaki's in his MMA class, so he knows his wrestling, his jujitsu. Uh, I went over all the stand-up stuff that he's been working on. We looked at tapes on the other guys. So I, I feel really good about not being there. You know what I mean? And I I really think Aljo's going to do a phenomenal job. And I'm really pulling for Suzaki. You know, it's still going to take a couple of months or uh, maybe more to 
really get him to come around. But he's he's good, man. He's really good, and he's a pleasure to work he puts with. Puts in that time, man. Yeah, pleasure to work with. Great sense of humor. It's it's crazy. It's another culture, but I can't. He's just I. There's not a day that goes by, by that I see him that I'm not laughing with the guy, which I love. And uh, he's good, so I'm pulling for Suzaki. Unfortunately, that fight's going to air at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I don't so think that's, that. that's good because we got the St. John's guys coming in early. Is that correct, or we're pushing that a week away? Or is that this week? Oh, that's this week. Oh, so I would have stayed up, but I have to be in the gym early. I can't even watch the guys fight, <laughs> else I'll be dead. That's it. And, you, and you're, you're, you're still fine-tuning your, your speech for, for the great Matt Sarah. Yeah, still fine-tuning it. I better bring it to fruition within the next uh, couple of days so I can get everybody's input, and we'll see how that goes. But I'm very excited for that, and that's coming up, man. Matt Sarah, quick quick Matt Sarah story that I have that I don't think that I'm breaking any, any confidence by saying. I, I participated in a jiu-jitsu tournament. I, I feel like I, I did well. I was proud. I put in a lot of work. And posted about it on social media and tagged everybody, including you, Matt, Chris, for creating gyms that cultivate excellence. Uh, and, and because I have a place to go uh, that someone else started. And I appreciate that because I, I've done that myself and, and I know how much work that takes. A lot of people commenting, hey, congrats, Steve. Way to go. Congrats, Steve. Fantastic. Matt Sarah, instead of publicly saying, hey, congrats, whatever, I may, and he may have posted congrats publicly, privately sends me a message. Well, big stuff. Privately, no, no, no one's going to see it. He's not trying to show people, look what a good guy I am. Sends me privately a really, really nice, encouraging, insightful, jujitsu friendly message. Uh -huh. um, and that's... That's a good dude. Uh, no, he's a good dude. That he that really is, is that is a good dude. And he loves jujitsu, <laughs> and you know, I think that's kind of where it's at. And you know, yeah. feel like it's 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 an addicting art, man. It's it a, really it's is. And once you get in there, you just can't stop. And it's uh, it's only going to keep growing too. It's it's amazing, and it's something that uh, that um, you know, there's not there's not a lot of things that that you can in, engage in and start fresh and be new at and and, right. and have so much to learn like you you do as you as you go through life you do start learning a lot of things you become good at a lot of things there's not a lot of things you can you know be a white belt at in life you know as as you get older and you to start something and to really learn and to be empowered and inspired by it and meet so many people who who, who want to help you and are open to helping you and that no matter what level you can learn something from them and and they can tell you hey oh yeah I learned this little trick if you just do this this is for guys who are built like me how many times I've heard that this is our guys who are built like us yes you'll learn this in class but you and I are never getting that in a match but this is what people who are built like us get and you learn these little tricks and uh, and, and and but but Matt that really stood out to me because mm -hmm. here's a guy who, uh, in a world of people who are always publicly trying to do, here's exactly. a guy who, who exactly. reached out privately. And, and, and again, the the important part is, look, you started something new at, what, 42, 43? Yeah. That's, that's phenomenal. I have uh, who I consider one of the best martial artists in the world, Dan Inosanto, started training jiu-jitsu in his 60s, and he got his black belt. And this is the, he is the true epitome of what I believe martial arts is. I I don't think anybody has as much knowledge as him, as as humble as him, 
willing to learn at every any age and he really epitomized what a martial artist is to me and again in his 60s he put the gi on he got his black belt from the machado brothers out in california which is freaking phenomenal because look it's inspiring to me you know although i am a blue belt nobody knows that but uh (laughs) i really would love to get back in there you know it and it's calling you sir yeah no but you know it uh, right now i I think i'm getting in a good enough shape where i could uh survive the right amount of training but i'm having such a good time doing what i'm doing any little tweaks here and there you know i just i like again i don't want to stop so i'm i'm loving don't stop man I'm how, loving, how often you know? do you hear you see the transformation with pictures and everything else that you're like wow the how many people comment oh ray you look amazing look yeah. and i know that you you feel amazing. We're talking about martial artists, folks, and you're listening to MMA and Beyond. You can check out MMAandBeyond.com to participate in the show. Tell us who you are, where you're from. Feel free to send a message through our website, MMAandBeyond.com, or you can reach out to Ray, Ray Longo MMA, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. We got Fight Shape Ricci, Fight Shape underscore Ricci in-house. Dr. Sherry will have all of your information soon so people can reach out to you but we appreciate you sitting singing on the show you are a, a dear friend and an absolutely brilliant person happy to have you on the show and empty resig everyone no, no, knows no, your no, stuff it's, buddy. it's m it's m m t empty resig. Resig. that's what, what i said. said no no we said empty no no he said no he said empty empty resig i heard no no it's empty resig you know i did hot yoga did i tell you oh wow with your tendonitis that's right that's right. Oh, wow. You were able to sit Brave. still. There, I did yoga that for two Not all heroes wear But you know, you're talking about jujitsu, right? And I, and I'm feeling that way about about yoga. It feels great, you know, my body, stretching. I'm really feeling happy. good. Really, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all right. happy for Hold you. Hold on. How's, Thank you, Dr. I'm, Sherry. I'm happy for Thank you. you. How's my facial she, expression look? It looks looks very happy. <laughs> Hot yoga, feeling good. You want to plug a hot yoga studio by No, but chance? I will plug R- yeah, Rubino no, Tile. <laughs> plug something. 950-year-old country road, Rubino Tile. I'll see you there Tuesday night. Fight Shape Richie, 630 at my, at my exhibition. When is that? Tuesday. Tuesday. What Tuesday? This Tuesday. <clears throat> I'll be doing oh, wow. hot yoga. Ra- Rubino Tile, 950-year-old country road. I'll be having dinner with Ralph Macchio. Yeah. I have a light bulb to change us. I, I swear I'd be there. <laughs> Rubino Tile. So yeah, no, no hot yoga studios you want to plug. Not yet. No, because I no free, no like, no. No, he didn't think of it till just. I now. Think until next just week now. for no, sure. You know why? You know why? Because he had Rubino Tile on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Believe me, it'll be on there. Speaking of sponsors, speaking of sponsors, we'll we'll be we'll be finalizing this this week. But I did want to give a shout out to to a company that reached out to us on it on it. I listen to Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, I'm so proud that Onnit reached out to us. And Onnit's a peak performance uh, company. They, through a combination of unique products and actionable information, they uh, they blend uh, cutting edge science with earth grown nutrients. All around great company, Onnit, and they have jumped on board with MMA and beyond. We've got a couple things to figure out with them, percentage wise, as far as how 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 much of a discount we can get for our listeners. And this week we will finalize it and send it all to you guys with our own promo code for Onnit. But I wanted to give them a shout very, out for reaching out on it. Very excited. So and thank uh, you, Onnit, Onnit.com, and we will have our promo code uh, by next week to to go full and we'll you'll see it in our social media and everything else so our first one jumps aboard empty resig uh, not the that. yoga studio not yoga. the yoga studio yoga and uh and it's hot on yoga. it hot yoga 
Hot on yoga it. specifically. But let's go. Let's go to some of the feedback. Uh, you can uh, uh, you can do feedback through our social media or or MMAandBeyond.com. And again, all of our social media links are in the description of the show. Let's ha- let's start with a fun one from Benjamin. He writes uh, the subject Jean Claude Balboa. He says, "Hey, saw a pic of Stallone and Van Damme. Made me think. Okay, you have a room with Stallone, Van Damme, Steven Seagal." Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, and Jeff Speakman. Remember Jeff Speakman? The ultimate, the ultimate weapon? Wasn't he? The perfect yeah. weapon. The perfect weapon, Jeff Speakman. Who comes out alive? He was a Kempo guy. Who that's comes right. out alive? Wow. Like in real life? I, I, that, that's what I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing Stallone, Van Damme, Seagal. So, so who's was Van Damme? Well, Bruce Lee is. Listen, we will forever argue. I, I think that... I think that Bruce Lee did amazing work right. for that era, but I think that that uh, you had more people joining karate studios because of Van Dam and 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 the Karate Kid than because of Bruce Lee. But but Stallone is, is, is an actor. How come Ralph Macchio isn't in the room? <laughs> well, that's, no, Stallone's no, he'd, an he'd actor. The, I get, I get no, he'd be the first guy to die for sure. Right. Followed by Steven Seagal, those guys would be dead inside of like thirty seconds. All right, so, so well, pro- Seagal is a is a is a uh, what's his gig? Well, he's a certified he's, bullshit artist. Yeah, oh. he's good. He's got a black belt and Something telling stories. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a black belt and telling bullshit. stories. <laughs> All right, so Bruce Lee is legit. Stallone's an actor. Uh, he seems to to stay fit, but I don't know technically what he's able to do. Um, I, I I don't know Jeff Speakman. You never saw the perfect weapon. I think I think maybe I did. That was the early '90s, maybe. Yeah, that's right. No, he had his little run. He's a Kempo guy. I think an Ed Parker Kempo guy. Mm-hmm. I tell you right now, Fight Shape comes out of that. Oh, room. Fight Shape's ready to rip uh, through somebody. Other than Bruce, I fear none. none of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> nobody touches. Uh, nobody lays a hand on. Him. <laughs> well, Bruce, out of all of them, had the best boxing hands. Yeah. So Bruce, Bruce, if he's gonna fight, those guys ain't touching Bruce. Yeah. And he's getting out of there easily. So you so even you I'm think, going Bruce, even though he's little. Bruce and Chuck. Bruce and Chuck. So to Chuck me, Norris. the real Chuck's ones are like Chuck a Norris. Bunch of world titles. I mean, he was he was no joke. Chuck Norris, right? Chuck Norris has the best jokes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Absolutely. Chuck Norris memes Chuck are fantastic. He doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. Right, right, yeah, right. He, he beat bounce. he beat the sun in a staring contest. Right, right. Yeah, that's those are good ones. But I, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm definitely gonna go with Bruce Lee on this one. He comes out alive. He's quick. I mean, he, we have to go with Bruce Lee. I mean, you can't. He's yeah. the only real martial artist. Oh, well, yeah. Chuck Norris is a real martial artist. No, Chuck Norris. And, is but I don't know Jeff Speakman. Um, he a little before your time. Yeah. What's Kempo? What's Kempo? Born, that, that is a Steven Seagal thing, wasn't he? Uh, Kempo? No, he was a uh, Aikido. Aikido. Yeah. It's a Chinese. They love him in Russia. They love who, what, where? They love Seagal in Russia. He goes over there a lot. Yeah. I'm serious. How do you know this? How do you know that? He goes over there a lot. He, he tra- they love him, right? Yeah. Chris, the producer, thank you very much. How do I know that? Because I know lots of things <laughs> that you guys don't give me yeah, credit on, for. But wait, don't I see? Wait, don't I see him? He's always in some sort of like. He's put on some weight, so he wears like a a, a muumuu. <laughs> All right, so well, he's he's big. He got his Russian citizenship in 2016. Oh, wow! And I thank oh, wow! All right, so we're going with Bruce Lee on that one. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for writing in. We went with Bruce Lee. He comes out alive. Stallone uh, and Seagal. And if we threw in Ralph Macchio, 
as the Karate Kid, and they all were instant fodder. Nice guy. Instant yeah, Ralph Macchio goes in that room. They use him as a bat for the, for the other guys. <laughs> Somebody picks him up like a bat, and they start swinging them. <laughs> how about how about Jordan? Uh, uh, Jordan writes for Classic Recommendations. He writes, hey, guys, pretty new to MMA and was wondering what you think the greatest fights I should go back and watch are. Thanks for your help. Well, you don't have to go back too far. Watch uh, Romero and uh, yeah. Whitaker. I think that's a good fight to start. It was last week. That's a good fight to start. Uh, and uh, then I would say, followed by that, UFC 69, Sarah versus GSP, followed by <laughs> UFC, blah blah Chris Weidman versus Anderson Silva. And that's it. I wouldn't watch anything other than those fights. There's a lot of learning uh, lessons learned in those fights, to oh. be quite honest. Well, a lot of lessons. They, Silva, don't screw around. Yeah. Don't punch in the face. Yeah. Uh, he, well, he was. I, I feel like Silva was screwing around, but I feel like he was screwing around because he was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so he was trying something else. I feel like he, he... Look, if he didn't screw around in every other fight before that, I'd agree with you. But he's, he did the same shit with everybody. I, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, when he does it with Chris, he was fooling around. When he did it with Damian Maya, what was that? He was an artist. When he right. did it with uh, Forrest Griffith, when he did it with so Stephen So that was part of his strategy. Were Without you guys expecting that? Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent expecting it. A hundred percent. Mimicked it. You know all the head movement. Yeah, a hundred percent. He does in every fight. It, that was that was nothing new. That was that was your famous line. That, that was, was it. You know because I did think Chris was going to have trouble getting to his head because he he is really good with the leaning and stuff. And I just wanted to connect. And sometimes when you punch a guy in the body, his head comes forward, and that's when he would get him. So that was the whole idea was put a bullseye on his chest. That was the the motto in right. the training camp was put a bullseye right on his chest. I want you hitting something because Weidman hits really hard, and he could bring his head forward. And then in the fight with all the emotion and Anderson Silver acting like a uh, a whack job to create it was almost like a street fight. And that's right. what, that's what that's how that came up. I want you to punch a fucking hole through. I mean, I really want you. It was it was crazy. It was emotional. And that's that came Did about. Did you put but that any thought to it afterwards? Did, uh, at what point was it? Hours later, a day later, that you realized that you you became a meme at that moment. Well, no, I'm going to tell you it's that a, that's a, a that's a really good thing. I'll tell you what, we had an after fight party uh, for Chris at uh, oh man, we we have a we're at a catering hall in Brooklyn. Phil Kelly owns the place. What's the name? El, El Karib. Yeah, yeah, I want to give Phil Kelly a, a sh shout out, but. Have a great party. It's a great catering hall in Brooklyn, El Carib. Forget Carlito's Way or whatever that tile company is. Or Rubino's Tile Company. El Carib. Phil Kelly. No, but anyway, so wonderful guy. there's a... There's to, to get a, out. They pull me back in. Yeah, there's a... They threw a, you know, a victory party for Chris and uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Craig Weintraub, who you know, he runs the Long Beach Film Festival, put together a video... And he put that in the video, and I'm going to say that's the first time that I saw that was sitting oh, wow. at El Carib, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And the place went crazy, and you know, became you know, that was it. But I didn't, I had definitely didn't realize anything that time. You know, I was that was an emotional night. You were just man. talking, you know, yeah, you were talking just, to I your was, fighter in the corner. I I zoned out completely. You know, it was it was a street fight at that point. You know, and. Yeah, so when we went to that victory party and they, they did a recap of the fight and they really amped that up when it came up, I was like, holy crap, you know, but no, I didn't know until then. Can we get like a, a, a video, a audio recording of that and put that into the podcast a little bit? 
Yeah, right. of course. Right. Right. I think Anik and Florian have a. They they, that's how they that's how yeah. they intro you yeah. Anik and Florian we could hear Ray Longo on the Anik and Florian podcast every Monday uh, mon- it usually comes out about Monday afternoon uh, the podcast is available and he has his Ray Longo minute which is really taking over the show and uh, and yeah they they have that audio blurb a minute i can't even finish a sentence in a minute it's like i do i'm a, I'm a king of like run-on sentences i like what I'll they're just... doing lately though where they're putting you at the top of the show yeah that's what i, I guess i you know that's what they're doing late they used to they used to uh, make us wait i like i like that they're putting you at the top of the show now they got some video they they comment on your appearance. Oh, sir. do they? I don't they even do. know. They I gotta start looking at that. Normally I read that. They comment on the appearance. They tell you when when and if you need a haircut. Oh yeah, no, they're big. I'll wait till they see me this week. I'm all tanned up. I got my haircut. I'm gonna shave tonight just for that podcast. You can do it with Look at look at oh, MD Rasig over here. Look at shave, that. look wow. handsome. Shave. That's right. Yeah, Came no. dressed today. Did some hot yoga. Get some hot yoga. It changed his life. You know it's funny. Uh, people come up to me all the time, and they say, Mike. "Seriously, people like, come up say, to you." They, what they people say, come up to you? People come up to me. They say, "Mike." They say, "Mike, I love your podcast." I say, "Hey, it's not my podcast. It's Steve and Ray's." And they say, "But it's and I say, "I don't want to go there." But they say, "I love." They say, "I love." You know, Mike has a topic, and I'd like to get in. Mike has a topic. Can we get in? Mike has a topic this 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 week. Right yeah, now. right only, now. Only if you can name three people that came up to you. <laughs> I, if fa- they're fans of the show. It's fans a, of the show. Really, fans of the show. One is my brother. They're fans of his, his fans, show. My brother. They're fans of well, his Fra- show. Francis can't do anything wrong, so I, know. I, I, I know. love that dude. Whatever Francis two, says goes. I, it was in passing. No, it has to be the other guy, Gracios, the guy who changes his name with the questions every week. Uh, <laughs> Mike Gracios, Gracios Plumbing. Very yeah. good. <laughs> So just an, uh, just an interesting thing happened that uh, a former NFL star, Greg Hardy, uh, was signed to the UFC after winning, I guess, at the Tuesday night contender series. He knocked out Austin Lane in 57 seconds, prompting Dana White to sign him to a de- developmental deal. Now, the interesting thing is that in four- 2014, he was arrested for assaulting his girlfriend, throwing her into furniture, choking her and threatening to kill her. Found guilty of assault and communicating threats. Those charges, though, were dropped on appeal as the victim uh, failed to appear in court following the proceedings. But the interesting thing is, this is like a few weeks after um, Dana White came out publicly and said that the UFC does not tolerate domestic violence and requires all athletes to adhere to the UFC fighter conduct policy. That was after Nick Diaz had gotten arrested in Las Vegas for domestic violence. Um, there's been a couple of studies in regards to the incidence of domestic violence in MMA opposed to other sports, okay? Um, reported domestic violence. Reported domestic violence. Real Sports uh, did a, a whole show on it, and they said the national rate of domestic violence is around 360 per 100,000 men. On the same chart, they contrasted that against NFL players, which was found as 210 arrests per 100,000 while MMA saw a staggering rise to 750. Now, this was 2015. I don't know what the what the, the stats are. But the question I have is, is, do you find that there is, in a, 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 a sport like MMA, which is a violent sport, which is inherently a violent sport, do you find that you will see more incidents of people coming from a background that lends itself, that they've kind of, taking themselves up from, from a, a place where domestic violence might be something that's more prevalent opposed to 
other athletes. Yeah, I, mean, I fell asleep. I got. I got to tell you, man. I, I, you know, I feel bad for Ricci because if he was sleeping, if he was tired, Doctor Sherry, Doctor Sherry, do you get what yeah. I was saying? I don't know. I what really he was just, just sum it up. Just give, just give us well, a simple question. Well, the sum is, is, is that, that is that in MMA, right. do you find Ray Longo? Okay, in MMA, his life. Do you find that a lot of people that are in MMA are coming from either impoverished backgrounds? Head trauma? Could be head trauma, you're saying? No. The question I have is, yeah. do you find it there that you've, you've seen this at all? So people in my, people coming from impoverished... In, just in the HBO, MMA... HBO says the rate of domestic violence in MMA is twice that of the general population. There you go. That, that, that I definitely don't believe. Okay, that's my question. That I definitely don't and, believe. And, I mean, I bet you, they have to have numbers. I mean, I don't know. I mean... You have to give me stats you know, on you know, that. Mike, you're, you're a lawyer. You know, that's... It's, no, the question it, I have is... If you start with the premise, have yes, you, you seen, can find the have numbers. Have you seen... All right, so those... Well, I haven't seen... What I'm I'd... asking is, is, in your experience, you've been in MMA your whole life. Right. Okay. In your experience, A, have you seen... Just throughout. Dude, not, dude not, get to the not, question because I, I swear to God, I want to go home and punch my wife in the face right now because of you. <laughs> because of I'm, you. I'm going to be the next guy. Causing. Okay, so the question You're is very causing. simple. It's yeah. have you seen incidents of not domestic violence where you've seen it personally, but in the MMA community more than you've seen it in maybe football or any well, I mean, other look, sport? Me personally, I don't really follow it uh, for other sports that much, but I don't, you know, with, there's a... Few ex few stories in MMA that obviously got attention, but no, I don't f I don't find that at all. And I think the MMA guys, most of those guys are uh, way more educated than some maybe some of the other sports. I mean, even all the wrestlers, the those guys go to college, and uh, you know, I think everybody right now I think is more college educated than I train. So. I'm not seeing that, but if you'd like, I'd make it mandatory. They start. No, it was just a question. Around. Did you? Do you see? I, mean, that I don't know. Does that make you feel better? That was. It was just because they came up with the with that that it's twice the amount of the normal population. And the question I had was, do you think it was a social, um, economic that they come from uh, bad uh, neighborhoods and they fight their way out and it's a violent sport, or do you find that it's people that are college educated? That was the question, and you answered it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Totally it tell it may be that it's more reported. You know, yeah, I, I would think that it's reporting has a lot to do with it. Right. Exactly. Okay. I'd, I'd really have to research exactly. that. But and, I, I, would, and it I can seems tell like you that, that I've covered multiple sports in professionally, collegiately, and I have never had a problem with fighters at all. They're always respectful. Um, and I cannot say that always in other sports. Right. All right. What do you think? That's a simple. Yeah, it's, that's the question. It's, I, it's, I feel it's a topic. I don't know. That's the question. Well, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think that, well, I probably would say. Like why are you drawn to this topic? Right. Because I thought it was very interesting that a month after Dana White had, had condemned what Nick uh, Diaz had done, he signed this guy who had a history and was convicted of domestic violence. So that's that's kind of what drew oh, it so to Oh, so this me. guy, had, he was convicted of it? I thought he was accused of it. No, he was convicted. And they didn't show, And then they so went up dropped. on appeal. Well, this is but Hardy, he though, he, this, right. while he was playing football. Correct. So we can't, we can't hold him you know, accountable in the MMA world. And he's got his own things. He's going to be fighting Bill Laurel. They're going to bill it as Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> 
case you haven't known that. that. Maybe that write was, that. Yes. You know, that. Write that. that you right. know, I got that. So yeah. my question was, I thought that was interesting, and then it took me to the second point of, you know, MMA is a, is a, is a violent sport. I mean, football is 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 you know, is a is a physical f- a sport. But MMA is inherently a violent sport. And the question I had was, most of the fighters, are they from, that you see from impoverished neighborhoods? Or is it across the board? And if they are from impoverished neighborhoods, would you think that that contributes to domestic violence? Or is that something that is across the board, that whether you are college educated or you're coming from a tough background where you might see this a lot, is that something that is inherent in the sport. And that was the question. That's it. On it, please don't drop us. Yeah, yeah, really. I, I know that no, we're really. brand You know, new. I don't, you know. Please. I, oh, wait, let me just talk to Anit. Dude, I'm okay. actually, go my, talk to I'm Anit. actually, my please eyes are crossed at this point. Dr- I'm not I kidding. I'm cockeyed on it's dropped us and we've now been picked up by, by Ambien. But yeah. he, here's the thing. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I do get what you're saying. And I think that it's more of a reporting thing for me. If I were to guess, I would think that it wouldn't be accurate, that it would be twice the amount yeah. uh, based uh, on uh, based uh, on the people i would call it the re- reporting because mixed martial art is a martial art most people come in from another martial art and it's very rare that within those disciplines uh, you, you have again statistics or statistics so for every x amount of people there's going to be a, 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 a small percentage of people who fly off anyway you're not violent because right. you're an and mma you're violent because you're violent right and i don't and, think that has anything to do with college educated where you and, come and from. who's doing these stats are they saying to everybody yeah. hey do you, oh, you took a karate class when you were eight? All right, well, this is, uh, you know, right, I don't know right, how that, those statistics. That's what did it. I don't know that, how the statistics that side are being. sidekick. Yeah, that sidekick that you learned. It. Speaking of sidekicks, are you done, brother? No, I, yeah, obviously I'm done. I just figured I'd just, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, that's happy. the last one. Oh, the yeah. other one was on, well, you know, my other, my other mic has a topic was, was oh, wait, on two? golf. No, it no, was. Wait, wait. And, I, and I figured, you know, which one would be more interesting? Golf or you know, domestic abuse, and I obviously picked the wrong one. So I'm going to yeah. say very vanilla from now on, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I apologize for bringing for something yeah. that you're is beyond. Almost caused I'm just going to stick to, um, you know, fighting and blah, blah, blah. I changed my mind. I'll take that coffee, <laughs> like, as quick as possible. But not for real. No. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm no, going that, off. No, that one, that, that, that one was, it was well thought out. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Did you think of that during hot yoga? Was that something that... Yeah, concocted? that's what I... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That you well, I was, you like know... That. Ray Longo, we got Ally Quint to sign with Justin Gaethje. Holy shit, that's a fight. I can't wait for that. That's great. That's going to be good. That's a fight. What's known as a barn burner. <laughs> that is a barn burner. Yeah. And that's going to be a, a UFC Fight Night 135. Um, it, was a, it was a bunch of back and forth. Wasn't sure if the fight was happening, not happening. Uh, people saying it was, people saying it were it wasn't, but I'm glad to see that it's on, and I'm I'm really glad to see uh, how how Ally Quinta has has grown, uh, it, not only in the sport but it, socially with the sport as well. A lot of people really into him, backing him. They appreciate who he is and what he does, how much work he puts into it, how funny he is, yeah. he, how how dismissively funny he is. And uh, I think he yeah, what we been, talked he's, about he's picking up like a cult, not a cult following, but I. I I think I don't know if I was saying this to you, but it's what was that movie with Helen Slater and uh, Christian Slater? Remember when she's yeah. on the run and the cops are after her, but they she starts picking up like everybody's on it's, her side, right? They're on her Whatever side, that, rooting was, against the cops. Yeah, yeah. And, what was that and, movie? But it's almost like what Al's doing. Billy Jean. Like, Billy Jean. 
I think I think he's Billy Jean at this point. He's going against the man, and he's just everybody's picking up steam with backing him, and you know he's saying some pretty relevant stuff. And you know, look, I always, I don't follow a lot of stuff. Every so often, I get a glimpse of some stuff. Like I didn't even know he was fighting. He came, to, you know, I've been training him, <laughs> but it was so many times on off. I don't know what was going on myself to be honest with you, but I finally pinned him down, and he is fighting. So. Good and, stuff. And and again, we discussed when he when he did get that call to uh, to fight uh, for the title, how much respect he gained from fight fans. I think from Ca- everybody, casual man, fans literally. to the deep fans, like everyone gave him that nod, and uh, and I think he picked up a lot of fans there. And then when you when you add his personality, which is fiery subdued funny serious he's he's like the the it, it, you hear it a lot and it's probably said too much like a people's champ he's kind of that because he defends the fighters he he and he and sometimes even mocks them in a way like why are you guys signing for yeah. this why are you guys putting up with this shit from from this and and so i think that he picks up a lot of fans in the professional field and yeah. fans like myself who are casual and honestly viewers. ally quinta can do for me he could do whatever he wants for one reason because when he walks through that door he fucking fights and that's it so he could do whatever he, if he wasn't fighting and he was acting like this I'd have a problem with it, but I don't think that guy's ever been in a boring fight. And he's—I don't know if he's that, had a boring gym session. I yeah, mean, right. I mean, that's—that's that's who he is. So he's a quiet kid. He could be in the gym, you wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't so know it's it, funny but he's how in social that time, media, yeah. you know, sometimes brings out another side of people. And uh, but again, he goes in and he's going to produce, and that's all that really matters, man. He's and he's going to put asses in the seats because people love to see him fight. So. He can act to whatever he wants. I think he's going to make money for the company. I hope he does, and I hope he gets paid appropriately, and that's it, I period. think he does, and, and, and cheering him on against Justin Gaethje. He's sure to be a barn burner. Al is so smart, so technical, and so devastatingly powerful uh, that I, I feel like uh, this is a good one for him. Dr. Yeah. Sherry. And he's another another individual who has that X factor, that, that drive. He never makes an excuse for anything. And if he sees something, he's able to self-correct. And I think that's a huge factor. I saw it in Matt, obviously Chris Weidman, and, and many others. Yeah. Hey, I mean, happy birthday, it, Chris Weidman, Happy by the birthday way. to the All-American. The All-American. Happy uh, birthday, buddy. And the other thing is, um, I forgot something with Al. Oh, no, jo- oh, that's what I want to say. Take nothing away from Gaethje. No, I mean, this guy, is, this guy is... Tough and he's crazy. Not a and he's actually telling you. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's got five fights and he's gonna go out. He's going. He's in. going out in a blaze of glory. He's not you know? ducking he's anybody. <laughs> it's not. It's not. He's not. Uh, he's been hit a bunch. And and when you want to take time off from getting hit a bunch, you do not say you want to fight Ally Quinta. Yeah, right. This guy's in it to fight. Oh, he's had some tough fights. Yeah. yeah. So this is good, man. This is. Uh, you know. That's gonna be entertaining and a UFC fight night. Interested to see what the rest of that card. Uh, looks like we we have discussions about Lesnar, po- Brock Lesnar, possibly expressing interest in fighting John Jones and Dana White taking interest in making that happen. Of course, this would be a, a pay per view. What do you think, blockbuster or fail, Doctor Sherry? Hmm. I think it'll get ratings, but it's you know it's not the way I would like to see the company go. How about you, Empty Resig? Blockbuster. Absolute blockbuster. You're watching. Absolutely. I'm watching. Blockbuster. It's, it's going to be. What I, does John Jones do to beat Brock Lesnar? 
go it's, it's double like you leg. Say something. You're killing me tonight. Oh, I'm quiet tonight. Yeah. Oh, I'm just chilling. But uh, I well, if you're if you're going blockbuster, I mean, I, I think Doctor Sherry may be right on that. You might get some ratings. Uh, the fights have no value. If the UFC needs this, then then uh, we're, you know we they've got a lot of figuring out and marketing issues they got to deal with. I love him. I love Jones as a fighter, as an athlete. He's one of my favorite, but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't foresee it as a blockbuster as a fight, but potentially that maybe we get some good ratings out of it. And that, if that's what they're going to be doing, because this is the position we're in, uh, any, this is a reach. These yeah. are reaches. This, the, this you, is, you're and here's the strong. crazy part. I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to say, you know, I don't really care about the fight. But I hope Chris Weidman's fighting on that card. You know, I, yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's yeah. That, another... That's the thing because it is going to get pay per view numbers. You know, so that's and what that's I'm talking exactly about. Right. So, if you're on that card, you're gonna you're gonna benefit just from those guys. Bringing that's one of those cards that they would they would stack in that way. And 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 you talk about Chris Weidman, him and, and Gasolum talking on Twitter. Who gets that next title shot? Both trying to make their. Uh, uh, their arguments for that title shot. I, I, I sincerely think that Chris Weidman's got a great. He beat, he beat him last. He beat Gasolin last. Uh, I think there's a great argument for that. Would you like to see Chris go straight, come back from this uh, long layover and go straight for a title shot? Would you? Would you? Uh, I tell you, I think that's what he wants. Uh, I like to see how his thumb goes, but uh, you know, he's he's only a fight away for sure. So. You know, whatever he does, that's what we're gonna. Whatever he wants, that's what I'm supporting. And uh, you know, I like Gastelum too, but uh, obviously, I want to see my guy get the shot. But they're not gonna have any say in it. The UFC is gonna do what they want to do, and they'll figure it out. Well, who but do I, you think's a better matchup for well, Chris? Well, I think uh, Gastelum is a better matchup because he already beat he already him. Beat so him, right? I mean, that, but that's a known. That that's a, that's not a that's not unknown. So right. But, I mean, if he had to fight one of those two guys, why not take the guy you beat? Uh, so the, you know, my point being is that whoever gets the shot, if it's not Chris, against the champ, you would yeah. want it to beat Gastelum. Uh, well, I do believe Gastelum will beat Whitaker. Yeah, so, yeah. It so doesn't then, matter. Right. he's in a good spot. Put it yeah. that way. I think he's in a great spot. Um, See, that was logical. I thought. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. Oh wow, he's he killing me. That's he's right. actually it's, killing me. I already sent an wow. instant message to MMA and Beyond. <laughs> to look at. It. <laughs> He's sending his own message. I sent you guys a message. Yeah, <laughs> well, is that what you're doing uh, during it. the show? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel I'm not getting the you, you didn't. my due. <laughs> I get people looking at me cross-eyed. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like all excited. Ray's like leaving. I got to tell you, I, 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 I swear to God, I left the room. You left the room I twice. The room and then, by the time he got And you know what? The most supportive guy is, about is, is Steve Maraboli. He's like, oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then he looks at me and he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? You, you didn't. Throws me under the bus. Well, I mean, he can, only, he can only throw you the ball for a layup once you bounce it off the backboard uh, well, into, I, I was you know, once you miss the shot. What do you want him to do? I'm going to stick in a little bubble. I apologize. And we do appreciate uh, you being here today, Fight Shape. And uh, uh, Fight Shape, Ricci, again, the the cost of being so good at what you do, brother, is that you get pulled in a lot of directions and you had a, you were invited down to, to speak and to share in, in Vegas with the UFC uh, uh, Fight Institute. And, um, and welcome back. We appreciate you coming in. I know you're kind of quiet tonight, man, but 
Your your work doesn't go unnoticed around the world, brother. Wait, did, did you speak the, at the uh, performance? No, I didn't. Um, I did it by Will be in September. Oh, because I was going to say, but, I'd, but, uh, I'd really just, be pissed off. I would throw a shout out to the guys at UFCPI, and I'll tell you why. Um, they were granted with a wonderful facility that has essentially everything you need. Uh, everything you need to get concrete data and metrics on fighters. Now, now what, you know, what you need to measure for fight performance is arguable. We really don't know. We don't have an established combine like NFL football or, or hockey, and we could debate that. But here's what happened. Uh, Duncan, uh, Dr. Duncan French and Bo Sandoval, Clint Wattenberg, who is the uh, sports dietetics, and, of course, Forrest is over there. In the century, they were granted with a $30 million facility. And with really, uh, there's no condemnation on the UFC. They didn't know what they wanted to do with it. So it's, these guys had to develop. First thing they had to do is, why are we here? What are we going to do with what the, everything we have here? What kind of data can we aggregate? Why should we aggregate it? How do we aggregate it? And subsequently, once we aggregate it, how do we disseminate it? So I would, I would tell you that uh, they're going to expand their mediums through some of the information they're providing. But I think they're providing very valuable content for skill coaches uh, and performance coaches. Now, for me, I, I would definitely want to know how the fights are evolving. There were some skill coaches there who were like, ah, I don't care about the numbers, I don't care about this, all I want to know is how to prevent it, prevent an injury, or all I want to know is how to do this. Well, it's very important to know that the fights are increasing du in duration, fights are becoming very strike-centric. Mm -hmm. So as a result of becoming strike-centric, that's going to change the nature, perhaps, of how you condition, how you skill, whether you want to rebuke the current trends and try to beat um, your opponent by going in the opposite direction. Um, additionally, like I said, too, the duration of the fight. You've got to change the, the, train the fighters and prepare them differently. Your fights are going from seven minutes now to an average of 10 minutes. The disparities, one of the things that I really loved is they accentuated the importance of looking uh, at fighters from a performance perspective, weight class specific, gender specific, and they put a, a, together a lot of information that I can use, I can take a look at and say, okay, what direction can we potentially go in to enhance performance further of an individual based upon that. It's, there's some good stuff. I want to commend the guys. It's easy to put them down. Oh, and a lot of, you know, there was a lot of, well, how come you didn't look into this? How come you didn't look into that? Anybody who knows anything about data acquisition, they've been there for a year. I, they don't even know what they were supposed to be doing and uh, at the first three or four months. Really, yeah, in, in defense of these guys, they're looking around. It's very hard for them to get the fighters out. But inevitably now what they're doing is they're aggregating some metrics that I find highly valuable, uh, whether it's, you know, and we're developing essentially a combine. And well, that's what they're doing. I hate to interrupt. We got a, this is a first. I got Matt Seracolin, and he demands to be on the show. That'll change the show. Beautiful. Let me tell you about. something. This is what I'm talking that's about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Here, you're, you're here with uh, Steve Maraboli, uh, uh, Tony Ricci, Dr. Sherry, and Empty Resig. Uh, is, is this MMA and beyond? <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Is it? Yeah, it oh, this is, is it, brother. buddy. Listen, we gave you a lot of props tonight, like we always do. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, and I saw you. I no, I actually just saw your list looking for a fight. It was great. Oh, uh, thank you so much, Dana White. Looking for a fight. 
fight on YouTube, Cabo. Happy Father's Day to everybody. And happy Father's Day to a great father. And I'm not just saying that because we're on the podcast. Well, I kind of am, but you are a great father, and that's one of the things I love about you. But I'll cover that in a speech in a couple of weeks, uh, buddy. Oh, man. Look at this. Yeah, brother. Look at that. Thank you, my brother. I I think that's great. I think that was great that he did it. He's happy. He plays. Ah, man, feels amazing, brother. It's it's uh it's something I engaged in later in life, man. I've got I'm surrounded by a great team. A lot of your guys. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I've got the jujitsu bug brother. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, I think about it when I'm driving. I think about it when I'm sleeping. I, I can't wait to c- continue to compete and, and get better. Now, is that the first time you ever like in combat sports? You ever did anything like that or no? I, I don't know. Yeah. Aside from military combat itself, it's, uh, the, uh-huh. the first time I'm, I, I do a jujitsu tournament. I wrestled all through middle school and high school. Um, oh, you did wrestle, yeah, I wrestled through middle school and high school, and um, and uh, I, 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 I think I've told you before I got I got annihilated by a kid named Nicolosi from your school when I was oh, in high wow, school. Oh, you wrestled Sergio? I got no no Sergio wrestled. <laughs> he, he used me as a wrestling dummy until he got enough points where they stop it. Um, but yeah, when I was uh, when I was I guess seventeen or so. I was one of uh, Nicolosi's wrestling dummies, and I never forgot it I because it. it was so I, embarrassing. You never told me that because that, that's a, actually a great friend of Matt's, and he uh, trained at the school. Uh, so embarrassing, man. I'll never forget it. Yeah. No, no, no. no. When, go ahead. When you lived in the basement. When I lived in the basement of my, basement of my uh, East Meadows school, I used to wake up at, at 6 in the morning, throw some water on my face, go right upstairs, and Sergio would meet me. Because he has to go to work early. He's in like the corporate world. So he'd meet me early and we'd need to do our wrestling at like six, uh, six in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And I just go back down, go to sleep and. Uh, uh, let me tell you some yeah, sir, sir, funny, yeah, yeah, that's small a, you never told me. When Sergio we were in high school, this is 1992. I am one of the people, one of the many people he teched that year. Yeah, yeah, no, Sergio, yeah. Sergio was a juggernaut. He was supposed to have his. He, he, we went to a fight in Jersey. His guy weighed eight pounds over, so they canceled the fight. His next fight, I'll never forget, he calls me. He goes, can I borrow the gym? I go, of course. He brought down, I forget who he brought down, uh, but next thing I know, he was in Texas getting neck surgery. So he had a miss. Something happened. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, seriously. Yeah, I, I, I think it was Willis, too, that he brought down. Another He's guy. Kenny Willis. Kenny Willis, yeah. So... They gave, yeah, they gave him the gym to use, and that's the next thing I know. He popped a disc, and he went for that surgery, and that was it for him. But he was dying to fight. He was great energy in the gym. He was a juggernaut, man. He didn't stop. So what fast, he what man. he What he lacked in technique, man, he made up with in heart, that guy. Yeah. What a nice guy, though, Matt. He was always a, a good dude. Guy. And a great yeah. guy. Yeah, that, that, you never told me that, man. Yeah, yeah. One, I, of my I, fa- one of my favorite people. I can't say I'm great friends with him, but... The little time I spent with him, East I loved Meadow, him. man. Everyone, I, I wrestled for Port Washington, so anytime we were doing East Meadow, uh, it was a, it was a nightmare to see who was gonna wrestle that guy. Yeah. Stevie, how many matches did you have the other day? Two. All right, man. Two, awesome. man. Did and I? Your adrenaline felt good. How'd you feel? Um, I, I feel like I could have handled it a little better. I, I, uh, I think that. Um, 
I burnt out a little bit. I had I had some good coaching with that, but I, I burnt out a little more than I should have. I was training six five minute rounds, uh, so I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been as tired as I was after two minutes. Uh, you know, it, it got that's, to me. That's absolutely normal. It's right. absolutely normal. Yeah. And, you know, these tournaments. You know, you, you know, two matches, and how long were the matches? How long was the time period? Five minutes. Yeah, you know, it doesn't seem like much, but then again, people look at a mixed martial arts fight, they go. That's only three fives. It doesn't seem like 15 minutes. That's not a big deal. But people have no idea. And by you going in that tournament, literally, it's the equivalent of three months of training, at least. Because the intensity that people come at you, it's just a different, it's just something different than you're feeling even in, in everyday class. Yeah, and so that's going to really help you out. And, and you, you make the psychological, journey. you make the psychological adjustments. There's things I, I was just talking about before where, I, I had I had one guy in the finals. I, I had him, and I know Matt that I knew exactly what I was going to do. I knew what position I had him in. I was I was a one leg swoop away from from an arm lock, and I remember thinking to myself, if I go for this and I don't get it, I'm just spent completely, and this guy's going to own me for the next two minutes. And Matt, I didn't go for it, and he Americana'd me. That's never going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never going to happen well, again. I have, I have. Lace, sometimes you have those laces out moments. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that stays with you, man. The same shit happens in class, but it's not that intensified. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah and and, the, and the beautiful thing is that you recognize it, and because you recognize it, you'll make that adjustment oh, that much easier. Right? When I yeah. tell you, it's never yeah. happening to yeah. me again. And that's why sometimes defeat leads to growth, and that's a perfect example of it. Damn right, because I have yeah. plenty of defeats. But anyway, <laughs> guys, listen, I got to jump. I'm, I'm about to get home. I'm, I was at Ciro's for Father's Day. Awesome. I, I, you know, I took a little day for my diet, but uh, I'm back tomorrow. So I tell you, you look great in the pictures, buddy. You really look yeah, like you're you strong. Thank you, thank you so yeah. much. And the you last know, looking I'm, for I'm, a fight. You, mo you motivated me. Wow. Your, your, your birthday montage motivated me. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that 60. Right, guys, I, I, listen to me. Next time I'm in Please, right. Hey, listen, I could see 61 with doing sticky hands together. I feel it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. I was doing that with Ronnie Chang the other day. Yeah, that's awesome, Chung. man. Chang, Chung. Chang a Chung. <laughs> Chang, Chung. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> I'll see you guys. All right, thanks hey, listen. so much, Matt. Hey, buddy, thanks. Later, thanks, Tony, man. Uh, you forgot empty resig, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Oh, he said he missed you. Did you yeah, say you I, missed yeah, Mike? Yeah, we're supposed to go to dinner. We're, dinner. we're supposed to go to dinner. He said he knows Ralph Macchio. Does that oh, mean anything Christ. to you? Tell him I took hot yoga and I feel great. <laughs> he said he loved him in Crossroads. <laughs> of course. Robert Johnson, the guitar player. Yeah. Because I... Oh, shit. It had a guitar in it. Beautiful. All right, take Thank it easy. Thanks, man. All right, bye. You gotta love that. You know, he, was, he was trying to call me, so I text him. I go, dude, I'm doing the podcast. Let me call him. I go, love it, love it. Hall of Sam, uh, Famer, Matt, Sarah. That's awesome. We were just talking about how awesome he is, and that's that. That's, that's fantastic. I think we can conclude on that. No. I, I, I listen. I, we can't because I really want to get to this one. This one's a. Do we want to do another yours. topic? Absolutely. Chris, the producer, shut that mic off. Seriously, I'm telling you. I'm not actually ordering you. Not even. This one comes from William. Uh, big heart. He says, like many others, I'm a huge fan of Rocky movies. Rocky's wins were not about technique. They were about heart. I feel Ray has built a stable of fighters like that. They are technical, but not known for it. 
as much as they are for heart and bravery. Did Ray intend to start a gym that would build Rocky types, or did it just work out that way that he attracted that kind of fighter? Uh, I think that's a great question. That's a good question. I'm going to say that uh, I kind of intended to do that, but I do really put a lot of emphasis on technique. But, you know, especially back in the day, I would make sure that conditioning was so crazy that, you know, they look, if you don't have conditioning, you don't have heart, right? I mean, that's right. pretty, great. you know, I Perfectly mean, it goes stated. back to, you know, Perfectly fatigue stated. makes yeah. cowards of us all. So you're not going to have heart when you're a coward. So the conditioning I always went overboard on, and I think a lot of guys were able to, push harder and further in those fights and I think that's what you're seeing is that those guys going ready to fight and you mix that with with good technique and you know profiling who you're training and who you're putting the time into and you know who those guys are I think that's what you see uh, William so I really appreciate that because I think uh, those guys really deserve it because they train their asses off we're doing those hills we're pushing the cars we're really sparring hard and uh and that's what you see, you know what I you mean? You see it, and, and, and the Sarah Longo team has become synonymous with heart, with upsets, with, you know, with, with, with the, when, when Iaquinta was fighting Khabib. It yeah, was, I mean, there were some people like, hey, man, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to come from and this it, camp. And again, there were guys that turned down that fight, you know what I mean? That, that is not an easy fight for nobody. I mean, you're talking Al fought him after he saw him maul a couple of really talented guys, maul them to death. And he went in there, and if that's not a display of heart, uh, and again, he trained for three rounds. It was five rounds. I believe if he would have trained for five rounds, you would have saw his technique would have been a little better. His arms were totally gassed. Well, the you first hear him say, give me yeah. that fight again. Just let yeah, me train yeah, yeah. for it. Let me. You that's know, not a hard thing to ask. Let you, me train for you that listen fight. To, you listen in on that corner, you'll know what a true fighter sounds like. He was raring to go and just, you know, I think, like, again, given the, all the situations that led up to that fight, what he did in that fight was absolutely phenomenal. There's no question in my mind. I know what I'm looking at. And that's really based on Khabib being a fucking monster, man. And I don't think there was any better compliment than Khabib kicking it up to him. And, and by the way, based on that, I don't even think I ever told you that there's a – there's a, a boxer that comes to the gym from Dagestan that trained with Khabib back in his hometown. And uh, he came in a couple of weeks ago, and in broken English, he told me that Khabib said that, that Ayaquinta, for real, is, a, is just, a, he, he said, the, you know, he said he was a gangster again, like Khabib right, said. Right, but right. this was another guy that said he trained with him, he ran into him, he said the kid is no joke. And this is coming from a Dagestani boxer who's like 14 and 0, I think, at this wow. time. Yeah, maybe 14 and 1, but I believe 14 and 0. And I can't think of his name. Uh, when a so Dagestani like the, tells you you're tough, yeah, you're tough. Yeah, no, Khabib's a tough guy. He's a just a he's a tough dude. Yeah, he and probably I, you know, does hot yoga. And I tell you, I love listening to him speak because he it. simplifies everything, and he speaks very. It's common sense. It's nothing more than common sense. Who's going to win the fight? How, how do I know? You know, but we're going to find out soon. You know what I mean? And I train my ass off, and it's a guy that believes in himself, and uh, I'm excited to see him fight again. Right, you know? before we go, yeah. tell me about that movie once again, where people could find out information about the, the movie, the the screening, the anything anything we give about Yeah, again, Love, Lies, and Larceny. It's uh, got accepted into the L.A. Short Film Festival, which is an really? Academy-accredited awesome. accredited really? film festival, which is really big stuff. And again, uh, it stars Eduardo Ballerini, who I can't say enough about. I think he's a great actor. I really want to see this guy do good. 
You did he's great. A, in he's it. a good dude there. Thank yeah, you very, very much. It's, it and and again, he doesn't has, seem like you're acting. And I want to plug his movie again, <laughs> Seven Splinters in Time, which I haven't seen yet, but I already pre-ordered it on iTunes, and it's coming out in theaters. And awesome. I think they're both going to hit at the same time. I think it's going to be good for everybody. And again, I'll update everybody uh, on social media and in the podcasters the exact days of that film festival. But it is in July, so it's coming up. Excellent. Empty Resig, you got something good. You're a brilliant artist. Uh-oh. What you got going on, brother? I want an apology. I want an apology. Oh, see, I open it I to want him. A, but do you guys see that I open it to well, him? No, I, I know I'm not going to get one from you. Okay, and good. Tony, you were very good with me. Well, Tony didn't say a word. I, that's what I'm saying. He was, disgusting. He was, he was, in, in, in he, he fell asleep. I think I you should, I think you should ask for an apology for Tony's facial expressions <laughs> while you were talking, even though he didn't say anything. Mike, tell yes. us, yes. tell us, you can Rubino be mad at me tile. later. Thank yeah. you. Rubino Tile. Rubino Tile. What, what kind of tiles do they have over there? No, it, no, it's, it name it is Rubino Tile. Listen, it's all well, what kind of tiles? They got marble, they got Italian tile, and they got, most importantly, tiles that I have Done a little artwork on. The, uh, did you do it on marble tiles? Because yes, I, I think you lost your marbles. <laughs> so I think that would make sense to me. Uh, thank Bada you. bing! Thank you, Mike, Dr. Sherry, Ray, Tony, Fight Shape, yes, Ricci. Sir. Folks, this is MMA and Beyond. You Make sure you check us out at MMAandBeyond.com. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Let us know who you are, you're from, and please tell everybody about the show. Give us five-star ratings on iTunes so more and more people can, can uh, listen and download. We have uh, over 300,000 downloads, so we're doing fantastic. And thank you, On It, for jumping on. Please stay with us. We really, really appreciate uh, you despite, staying with despite, us. Despite, I apologize. <laughs> Love lies and larceny, baby. I apologize, On It. check it out. Hey, this is MMA I Beyond. I hit it out of the park. We'll catch you next time.